0: my pleasure to welcome you to the clark howard show where it's about you and that wallet of yours i want you to learn ideas to me so you can keep more of what you make and you can follow me at facebook.com slash clarkhoward coming up in just a few minutes in today's Clark Rageous moment how about buying toilet paper at a good price but getting hit with an eight thousand dollar shipping charge It's true. I'm going to fill you in on that in today's Clark Rage. And later, I know it's confusing, but we're getting barraged with new terms of service for various companies we do business with and various websites we visit. I'm going to tell you what it means, why are you getting those, and what you should do with those other than ignore them. Because that's actually what you should not do. So, you may or may not have heard that Congress passed a new banking law, and this is the first major reform in banking since the banking scandals of last decade when new rules went into effect to try to prevent another mass failure and bailout of the banking industry. So... As the pendulum swings, after the banking scandals, Congress passed pretty strict rules governing banks, and now, as memory fades from 10 years ago, Congress has loosened the rules, and many of the changes they've made are actually very smart, commonsensical things that will help you and me as a consumer. One of the great changes that the Congress has passed and the President, uh, by all indications, is going to sign the new banking law is that smaller banks that quit the mortgage business because of endless, endless rules, procedures, and regulations are now going to be able to go back into issuing mortgages. The reason this is significant is that mortgages obtained from big banks are significantly more expensive than they are from credit unions or smaller banks. We have suffered in the mortgage market by giving way too much market share, particularly to the four giant monster megabanks. And this change that will allow thousands of small banks to start making mortgage loans again, if they wish, will be great. You know, one of the big changes that's happened since the banking scandals is credit unions have become the most important player in mortgage loans with generally much better offers than people have seen elsewhere, particularly compared to the big banks. And now credit unions are going to face competition again, from smaller banks, and everybody wins from that. In addition to the smaller banks' originating mortgages, it means that mortgage brokers that go out and shop loans will have more choices of places to go get quotes from for you as they're kind of like an independent source for securing a mortgage and giving them more options of places to go get quotes from is nothing but good for you and me as consumers, as home buyers or homeowners. Another change is coming late summer, credit freezes will be free from the three major credit bureaus and then from a lot of obscure credit reporting agencies that are out there. You will be able to freeze and thaw your credit as you wish for free. And this ended up in the banking bill as the only action that Congress has taken about the gross negligence of Equifax that exposed the data of roughly two-thirds of American adults with credit files for the rest of our lives. We are wide open vulnerable for identity theft for the purpose of obtaining credit, identity theft for other reasons and purposes as well. So being able to freeze your credit is the only effective tool available for you to be able to shut out an identity thief from applying for credit as if he or she is you. And another change involves something that I addressed on the show just weeks ago, and that's a fast-growing area of identity theft where a criminal uses potentially your name but somebody else's social security number and tricks the credit reporting system into creating a new identity that becomes a real problem for both the individual whose name is falsely used and the individual whose social security number is falsely used. So there's a new procedure where the Social Security Administration, as soon as they get the database connected, is going to be able to verify who is the actual owner of a social security number. Why is this important? Because the way the banks run and the credit bureaus run the credit reporting system they have never come up with a way of validating the name that goes with a social security number. So the ability for someone to engage in identity theft where they use one person's name and other information and then use somebody else's social security number, making the trail much harder for people to shut off, now that crime will become more difficult. But the ultimate answer to all of this is for you to freeze your credit because that is the one thing that can give you some peace of mind and the thing you should be about. Now, there's one other provision that was in the original bill that I've not been able to find anywhere if it's in the law going to the president's desk for his signature that I don't know yet if it made the cut. But when I find that out, if it did, I'm going to make sure you know. For some reason, in its wisdom, the banking committee and the Senate drafted a provision that would take rights away from military personnel whose identity was stolen. Of all things to do, why would you mistreat are brave men and women of the U.S. military. So again, I don't know if that did end up in the final law, and it's such a thick law, I have not been able to find that yet. All I did was my eyes glazed over. But if that provision did make it into the the law hitting the president's desk, I'm going to make sure I put out a clark Rages moment to warn you And what are the things you can do as a member of the military to not fall under this poison pill provision. Terry is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Terry.
1: Hi. How you doing? I'm doing great and I appreciate your taking my
0: call. Certainly. Terry, how can I, I serve you today?
1: Well my husband and I have been contributing religiously over the past twenty-five years to a four oh one K, a couple of Roth accounts, and savings uh, so that we could have a diversified retirement to include with our Social Security, which we aren't even sure how stable that is. But the question Social is Social Security
0: is, is okay for now, and even when Social Security starts running out of money, uh, starting mid next decade, I guess, mm-hmm. it means that Social Security would still be able, with the money it collects, to cover about 75% of the promised benefits. So it's not like um, Social Security. Even if the Congress never gets its act together on fixing balancing the books for Social Security, it's mm-hmm. not like Social Security goes to zero. It just means that it would not be as large a check as it is right now. But I'm okay. I'm well, that's hopeful. Reassuring. <laughs> well, and I'm also, you know, I'm uh, an undying Terry- optimist.
1: Terry Hankline too
0: what in the world was that do you I'm want me so to take sorry. the call on line two Terry
1: no no okay I'll pass I would on like that you to take all of them <laughs> all of them huh? line two
0: line six okay so <laughs> right. anyway um, my belief is that before we hit a point where checks start having to be reduced that Congress will make the changes necessary that Corrective. they already know what okay. things have to be done that the Social security part of this you won't have to be nervous about
1: well that's reassuring our question is with retirement coming within the next year or so we're you know we've always been fans of the 401's and the Ross we've listened to you we 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 practice what you preach but someone had recommended that once you get to the retirement age it might be beneficial to take from some of those accounts and put it in savings, which is a secured uh, guarantee versus the volatility sometimes of the market. We average six percent. Our investments are averaging six percent, which is is um, well, it's acceptable. And
0: you're in and a moderate. You're in a moderately conservative portfolio is based Correct. on recent market conditions Correct. you're earning six percent so the advantage of being in a moderately conservative portfolio is when the market does decide it's not happy and goes the other way your losses are lower than they would be for other people but yeah potentially there could be some temporary losses well and the,
1: the temporary we're concerned that we if we did lose a considerable amount of money we would not be working and contributing as much to recoup it at our age right. you know uh, when you so is a savings an opportunity we should look at putting transferring things over because we have a diversified you know plan but i'm we aren't certain that the 401 and the roth are as stable as we'd like them to be as we Age and right. as we so are what I'd retirement. like you,
0: I, what I'd like you and your husband to do after uh, we finish talking is mm-hmm. I want you to go look at the target retirement fund uh, let's look at go back and look at year 2015 mm-hmm. and or one that's for depending on the fund company one that is uh, for people who are currently retired. Mm-hmm. look at the mix of what they put money into. Mm -hmm. And what you'll see is that generally with a target retirement fund for people that are already retired, they Mm -hmm. have accounted for just what you've said by Mm -hmm. having in it a mix of things that are uh, very stable, uh, Mm -hmm. things that are the equivalent of cash, and having a certain amount of money invested. Mm -hmm. Because even in retirement, you still need a meaningful portion of your money, in stock-type choices Mm -hmm. so you can deal with the costs that inflation brings your way over the years, over hopefully decades of time in retirement.
1: So not pulling it out, but maybe shifting to the areas that it's in.
0: Right. So there are any of a number of strategies that allow your uh, 401k money and your Roth money to continue to uh, be able to grow more than you would have in a savings account with greatly reduced risk, certainly not earning stock market returns or suffering stock market losses, but putting you in a position where you still have exposure to multiple things. And you'll see that that's kind of an idealized mix, whether you use a target retirement fund or you choose to say, okay, well, it really lends us towards doing this much of our money in cash and this much of our money in these type of bonds, this much of money in stocks. So you can either set it on automatic or have a good sense of what manual would be. And, and if Thank you are a regular listener, one other thing, uh-huh. you've heard me talking about going for a checkup with someone mm-hmm. from Garrett Planning Network. Garrett
1: Planning, uh-huh.
0: And so you could hire somebody on an hourly basis to look at what you're doing Look at what you're trying to accomplish and you pay them just an hourly rate like going to see a doctor or a lawyer and the Garrett person gives you a look-see at your portfolio and what you likely should be doing now as you approach retirement and enter retirement. Today's Clark-rageous moment is an update for you. You know, we answer your calls off the air Over 40 hours each week, and you can talk to Team Clark and get off air advice. And we had a caller who had ordered some toilet paper on Amazon. And when the bill came in, got a great price on the toilet paper, but was charged $7,400 for shipping charges. The toilet paper was $88. Amazon said, tough, that was part of Amazon Marketplace, we don't care. Well, once we got involved, Amazon changed its tune and has kicked the seller off of Amazon Marketplace and has refunded the $7,400 in shipping charges. I need to reinforce with you that Amazon Marketplace, when you go to Amazon.com, More than half the merchandise, Amazon is just a front for. they They're taking a cut of the action from third-party sellers. And in little teensy tiny type, and it may still say Prime, Prime Free Delivery, but in little tiny type, it'll tell you that you're not buying actually from Amazon. You need to watch that and make sure that if you do choose to buy in the Amazon marketplace, that you look closely at what you're actually going to be paying because a deal is not a deal at all if you get ripped off. Is for Amazon, it never should have required a phone call from us to get our caller out of a $7,400 shipping charge. Amazon is going through an awkward adolescence now as more problems come up as they've grown And this is just one thing for you to be aware of. Buying on Amazon Marketplace doesn't even offer a lot of the protections you have through eBay. Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. And you can follow me at Facebook.com slash Clark Howard. So there's something that most of us as Americans have never heard of. It's called the General Data Protection Regulation, and it's something that goes into effect later this week that was put in place across Europe, but since most companies that have websites that are information sites or so many e-commerce sites do business across the world, you may have noticed in the last several days to some people the last few weeks you've been receiving all these new obscure notices about privacy and how your information is used now that's because under the new european rules privacy policies have to be clear as could be and you have to be given control about how your information is used now I am looking right this second at my Google account. And if you have an account with Google, when you go to it up in the upper right hand corner where it has uh, a circle with the letter, the first letter of your Google sign in, whatever that is. So for me, it was a C. You click on it, and there's a button you can then click on that says privacy, and it immediately opens up in simple English what Google is collecting on you and gives you the option for each category what you want to do about it. So you can change the privacy settings section by section and restrict what information they collect on you and tell them. Within, within the realm of what they let you do, remove things you don't want them having anymore. Now, what's so unusual is that it's so clear. This doesn't sound like any other website's privacy thing till the last week. Google says there are many different ways you can use our services to search and share information. And our privacy policy explains what information we collect, why we collect it, how we use that information, the choices we offer, including how to access and update information. And everything is written that way. It's written at a level that a middle schooler can read the policy and understand it, rather than all this junk we've had over the years that the lawyers write that not even other lawyers can read and understand the gotchas. And so Google has a big bullseye target on its back in Europe. So Google did a really good job with this. Others will do fair to mediocre to poor jobs, and others won't comply at all. But as an example, we use a very simple policy, but I'm not going to hire a consultant in Europe to tell me how to rewrite our stuff so that we're compliant with the new EU rules since we have uh, less than a few, I think we have a few thousand people who use our websites in Europe. So let the European Union come after me if they want. But sites that have prominent presence in Europe and here in the United States are going to be sending you these things and take the opportunity to use them, to use the powers you're given. And if there's things you're like, not on my life do I want you having this information about me, you will, depending on the website, will have the ability to restrict those practices. And if a site tells you we're doing this, that, and the other, and you don't want them doing it, you then are left with that choice. Do I still want to do business with these people? Do I still want to use their stuff? Or do I want to dump them? Cheryl is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Cheryl. Hello. Cheryl, you have a question for me about a, a used car. What's happening?
1: Uh, my son is buying a used truck that uh, he's looking at uh, extended warranties because of you know the miles on the truck at and we just wanted some advice on, you know, which is a good company, and just tips to look
0: for. How many miles does the truck have on it that he's looking at buying? He saw it with
1: eighty
0: thousand. You said eighty thousand. Yes. All right now at eighty thousand, he's not likely to be able to buy a real warranty or extended service contract because a real one means one that's issued by the manufacturer of the truck that he's considering buying.
1: Right, this is a standalone.
0: Yeah, and and those, those, as a general rule, aren't worth the paper they're written on and certainly Mm -hmm. aren't worth the cost of the premiums you'd pay. And I don't care how impressive they are with the language and all the things they say they cover and all that, it usually is completely smoke and mirrors. Okay. And so the cost of that peace of mind, supposed peace of mind, are you looking at, is your son looking somewhere in the range of a couple of thousand?
1: It's a 48-month, 48 48,000-mile 48, uh, warranty for
0: $1,500. So the 1500 is better kept in his pocket and used for the unexpected repair that might come up.
1: I got you. Because
0: okay. there's a reason the manufacturers of the vehicles don't want to write an extension at that age, that mileage, because they can't quantify the risks. And a third-party company, the problem with that business so often is it's got a lot of people in it that are not legitimate, that engage in what are known as bust-out activities, where they will sell... a significant number of warranties for a period of time they collect the money they want and before they have to deal with any large number of claims they vanish in the night with your son's money and everybody else's it's a very um, poorly overseen and regulated industry that has made it really easy for despicable players to become involved I got you. so the now- most important thing for your son to do with this truck, is to have it inspected by a mechanic of his choosing. Not somebody who likes cars a lot. I'm talking like a real SAE mechanic <laughs> who checks it over thoroughly because that's the best warranty coverage you can buy on a used vehicle is having it checked out. usually costs about $125 more or less depending on the, the area your son lives in. And have a thorough going over of it so that he improves the odds that the truck will behave because it won't have things that are already troubling. So it's definitely not what you were calling to ask me, but it's what I would prefer that he do and not take a chance with the illusion of something that pretends it will protect him, but really likely won't at all. Michelle is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Michelle. Hi, how are you? Great, thank you, Michelle. You are a teacher, huh? No, I'm not actually a teacher. I'm a
1: parent of a teenager.
0: Oh, but you want to teach your teenager something.
1: I do. What's that? I'd like to find out as far as a 16-year-old I have, and she is getting ready to start a summer job for the first time, first-time job, and how do I teach her the responsibilities of learning how to save money once she gets her first paycheck and just learning how to balance and not spend it all?
0: Well, my belief as a parent of three is that bribery works best. Okay. (laughs) And what I do... And what I've done all through the years is we have what, what I call the mommy-daddy match in our household. And when our kids, uh, well, I've got one who's a teenager now, my older when she was a teen, that I offered for every dollar that my oldest and now offer for every dollar that my teenager saves instead of spends mm-hmm. from her job. I match with a dollar that goes into oh. a Roth IRA. Now, not everybody can afford to do that, but it's like what employers do. How do they get people to participate in 401ks or for government employees in a TSP? They do it by holding up that match and saying, hey, you put in a dollar, we're going to match it with 50 cents or a buck or a quarter or whatever they're going to do. Okay. So with, with a teen... It's hard for a teenager to really get the idea of deferring wants and building for a longer term. Mm-hmm. And so you can do a whole lot of teaching to your 16 year old. If your 16 year old knows, hey, if I save a hundred bucks, mom's got a hundred to go in with me. And then you can you can use that because real money, is where real learning takes place. You can use it as a way for your teenager to learn the some of the basics of investing by opening a Roth IRA, understanding how to choose an investment for it, and seeing that money grow with the with the thing that's so great about it is that the money is locked down in order to avoid any tax issues. It's locked down till your teenager is 59 and a half years old and grows tax-free for the next 43 years and then mm-hmm. is spent tax-free. Okay. Now, is a mommy match on the table in your lifestyle or no?
1: Um, I'm Right now, no, but I can try to make it happen. I will do what I can to teach her some responsibility.
0: Because if you just tell a teen, you know, it would be a really great idea if you – didn't spend all this money they're like uh-huh right but when right. you when you hold out the carrot of you know you put up this money i'm gonna match it this much as long as as she doesn't put in she right yes she as long as she doesn't put in more money than what she's earned in a year that would be a good problem to worry about it's absolutely fine to put in that money into the roth okay and I have, on Clark.com, I have a guide to, that's a simple investment guide that for someone starting out, she can learn in just a few minutes what this is about, why she should do it, and how to do it, and then what the money should be invested in.
1: Okay. Okay, great.
0: And I hope that helps, because the big thing is to get her started with the habit as a teenager. It can create enormous wealth down the road and gets the result you're looking for. Harsh is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, how you doing?
1: Hey, doing well. Just, just want to say a big fan of yours um, and love your podcast.
0: Well, thank uh, you very much. The question that I have is I'm wondering uh, if I should buy a used printer or if I should buy a new printer, which printer should I buy? and it's only for home use, and cannot figure out the right answer for it. All right, so one thing with printers is never worry about the cost of the printer, only worry about the cost of the ink. Because Hewlett-Packard has this business model that's based on, and they dominate the printer market for homes and small businesses, Hewlett Packard's whole business model is set up on losing money on the printer they sell you, and that's how they can sell new printers at such incredibly cheap prices, because they sell you ink at what would equate to thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars per gallon. So in terms of buying new or used or whatever, I'd prefer that you look at two printer manufacturers. One of them is Epson that pioneered having ultra cheap ink for printers. With actually Kodak did, but they failed at it. So Epson picked up the challenge and ran with it. And Epson has a line of uh, printers called the uh, Eco Tank, Echo Tank, whichever way you prefer to pronounce it. And those printers are, may cost more than you were thinking, they tend to cost. Yeah. Two hundred to three hundred dollars, but the ink for them is virtually free. And would you suggest buying a used or a new? If you can find, if you can find a used uh, Eco or Echo tank that works, um, be my guest to buy it used. Now the other choice is a little more complicated, brother now has printers for the home and for small business that are ones that are all about buying um, a a little bit more expensive printer but having cheap ink. And in the world of printing cheap ink is when it costs you less than a penny per page you print. Okay. And so with Brother, they, they are pretty out front which of these printers that operate with the ultra cheap ink? Okay. And they call them ink vestment cartridges, INK vestment. Okay. So, as best I know, it's a two horse race with Epson, with the Echo tank or Eco tank. I, I don't, which way would you say that? Echo or Eco? You say Echo, I say Eco, whatever. I think it's probably okay. Eco for economic, no, that would be echo, economic, who knows what. But anyway, check both of those out, and you'll save a lot of money over time.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question at Clark.com. Producer Joel asks it. Yeah, Clark, Lee wrote in. He says, Clark, we have some great products that you've talked about through the years like UMA, Arlo Cameras, Ring Doorbell, Nest Thermostat, and Safe. but now these guys are getting into each other's space. How do I decide the best overall solution for me? Impossible. If you figure it out, you let me know. You know, we're past what's known as the pioneer stage, but we're not quite the settler with any of these things. So a lot of these devices... Are on by now third generation. They're learning to integrate and they're learning to offer different things. You know, UMA now offering security, and the Nest family of products offering cameras and artificial intelligence and all that, simply safe, the security system. So for now, it's still hit or miss. There's nothing yet that works as the best way to get a fully integrated one company solution. go to clark.com slash newsletters.